Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Who should stay and who should go? Should I stay or should I go now? With Bruce Levine and David Haw on Inside the Clubhouse on 670 The Score. Hour two of the show. Alongside Bruce, Mike Esposito in for David this week. And Bruce, for our should he stay or should he go, we head to the south side. We figure there'll be lots of staying and going over this winter with new GM Chris Getz. Uh, Absolutely. And uh, Chris was on a uh, Zoom call yesterday talking about the five-for-one trade. And uh, at that time... Uh, I asked him a direct question about whether or not the uh, trade uh, situation was involving specific players. And as you'll hear in this soundbite, you will hear him talk a little bit about the chances of Eloy Jimenez moving on elsewhere. I've made it very clear that um, certainly the the White Sox are are willing to listen uh, on any of our players. you know, when it comes to Eloy, I, I know for one, um, we just had a visit with him down in the Dominican Republic as a check-in. And, um, you know, he, he's off and running with his off-season program. He looks really good. He looks motivated. He looks determined. Um, obviously, he needs to to maintain that. But Eloy's potential with his bat, we've seen glimpses of it. It's just been lack of consistency, mainly because of uh, missed time. So, um, you know, team, teams are interested. Um, it certainly just has to make sense for both sides. So there's Getz yesterday, Bruce, and uh, you asked him about that. And it's an interesting thing because we all know that Eloy can hit, you know, rolling out of bed and he could, you could probably hit 30 homers in a season. The big question, though, always has been health. And I was looking at this uh, yesterday. He's never played more than 122 games in a season, and the health thing is really a a big deal when it comes to him. Yeah, well, the good news is he played 120 last year. There's the second most that he played in his career. The first time was five years ago when he played 122 in in the middle. And and again, you're still missing 40 games, okay? You're you're missing, you know, know, one one quarter of the season – even the most games you played. So that's not great. Uh, so when a team is looking to trade for Eloy, they know the power is there. They know the ability to put the bat on the ball is there and drive it to center, right center, and be a run producer. 
the, the one thing that they don't know is how many games they're going to get out of him. How productive will this player be? Can they keep him on the field? And that is a driving force for the White Sox as well, uh, listening to deals for Eloy Jimenez. Not that they don't like Eloy Jimenez. It's just how do you quantify what he's worth to your team if he doesn't play all the games? So they had a lot of motion moving forward toward the trading deadline before uh, Kenny Williams and Rick Hahn were let go afterwards, uh, and other teams interested. The, the Marlins were certainly interested in trading for Eloy Jimenez. Instead, they ended up getting Jake Berger from the White Sox in a uh, in a, a trade that we'll see how it works out for the pitcher Elder going down the line here. But Mike, nonetheless, you know Eloy has the ability if he plays 140 or 150 games to hit 40 home runs, drive in 125. He's a natural hitter. Not anything else for Eloy Jimenez is very natural. He doesn't have a natural position. He doesn't run naturally. He's not a great baseball athlete, but he can hit. And that's going to intrigue oh, yeah. other teams out there. And, and, and we'll see if the White Sox will be able to continue their mode toward moving for more pitching. The key to the Chicago White Sox rebuild, Mike, is getting a lot of pitching elsewhere, developing young pitching, and then moving forward and rebuilding some of the offense. But defense and pitching is the way that they're going. So from that perspective, uh, trading Jimenez, trading Dylan Cease uh, with two years left on his contract, uh, these are things that are, are they're going to talk an awful lot about moving into the winter meetings here in a couple weeks. And they're going to be one of the busier teams as far as talking to other teams. They have been already. You already saw the, the one-for-five trade that they made. The White Sox are not standing still. They are on a mission to rebuild their team. And they're going to do it pitching and defense first. White Sox fans, let's hear from you, 312-644-6767. You've heard from Chris Getz what he's talking about, uh, and he's taking calls on Eloy, and Bruce has reported as much, and what Bruce is saying here about uh, the White Sox and their plans in the offseason. What do you think? What do you want to see happen here at 312-644-6767, calls or texts? And, Bruce, I, I think with – What's happening already, and I, I really enjoy what Getz did with the bummer trade. I like a lot of the pieces they got. Um, they have a lot of holes. They have to fill a lot of those holes. Pitching and defense is what they got back in that Atlanta trade. And from your reporting, it sounds like that's where you think Chris Getz is, is going to start and what he's going to look for when he makes deals this offseason. And if you want more on that, uh, other than me and Mike talking about it the rest of the show, uh, go to our website, 670thescore.com. We have a story up uh, with Getz's thoughts about where the White Sox are going in and Eloy as well. But, Mike, I have a trade for you, okay? The Chicago Ready. Cubs and the Chicago White Sox. The Chicago White Sox trade Dylan Cease to the Chicago Cubs for first Ben Brown, one of their number, number one right-handed pitching prospects that should vie for a rotation spot with the Cubs this year and two or three more young players to, again, help fortify the White Sox 
pitching going forward. That's what they want the most. That's what they need. Maybe they'll settle for a young shortstop like Vasquez, who has no spot to go to right now because that's blocked by Swanson for the next five or six years. So with that in mind, would you, uh, knowing that the Chicago Cubs have good starting pitching but not great power arms, would you make a move with two years of contract control left on Dylan Cease and trade with the Chicago Cubs if you were Chris Getz? If I'm Chris Getz, I would, or if I'm Jed Hoyer, or if I'm Chris Getz, if I'm Jed Hoyer and I and I am asked, do I want Dylan Cease added to this team? I mean, you 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 lost Stroman, he opted out. You have Hendricks coming back, you have Steele coming back. If I'm the Cubs, and especially if I'm in, go for it, win the World Series right now, I would absolutely, you'd absolutely have to consider it, right? I mean, Brown is great of a prospect as he is. You don't know what his future holds. And the Cubs, as we have read, and it's a a great thing to be able to talk about the Cubs having one of the best farm systems in baseball by all accounts, they do have that uh, at the moment. So you have pieces to trade. And with two more years of cost control for Cease, um, I I know his last season was a red flag. It was not a successful season by any means. Um, I I think you'd have to do your homework on that if you're the Cubs. But the... uh, in general, I, I would go for something like that, Bruce. Yeah, Mike, you know, look, uh, Cease did have a bad year for him. He set the standard to his career the year before where he and uh, and Scherzer, uh, not he and Scherzer, her, he and Verlander were fighting all the way for the Cy Young Award in the American League, and he finished second. He had a phenomenal year, and it showed, you know, what he was all about. Even with the bad year that he had, he finished sixth in the American League in strikeouts. So, so he is a power arm. And when you look at the, the Chicago Cubs, both the rotation and the bullpen, there's, there's a, a huge area that's missing. And they have really good pitchers, and they have guys that can go out there and get outs. But they're, they're missing power arms, okay? They, they need power arms in the bullpen. They need power arms in the rotation. And, and this would satisfy a huge need in the rotation uh, for a, a power arm. We had a texter point out, Bruce, at 312-644-6767, no more Cub Sox trades uh, after we, we were talking about uh, Eloy Jimenez, and then we start talking about this one. And it's funny because as we go out to the phone lines, you know, the Eloy uh, trade with Cease going to the Sox for Jose Quintana was such a huge move for the Cubs back in 2017, I want to say it was, but uh, and now the Sox looking at uh, possibly moving on from one or both of those pieces as we go out to the phones. Talking Sox with Ron on the south side. He's up on Inside the Clubhouse. Hey, Ron, good morning. Hey, 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 Mike and Bruce, real quick. Uh, yeah, sooner they can get rid of uh, uh, Elo, I was hoping they could have maybe kept Berger and, and got rid of him. You have a DH that had 64 RBIs. And that is absolutely all he can do is is hit. And but but also, you know, one of the things I didn't want to see going into the next season that quote unquote uh, nucleus come back. Tim Anderson, uh, Eloy, because you know, guys. And if you really look at that when the this team was rebuilding was looking to make its move, uh, the three failures, Eloy. Yoan Mankata 
and Michael Kopech. But lastly, see here, uh, I would love to see uh, Yohan Mankata traded also, but nobody's going to take that $25 million contract for another guy like Elo who's not reliable. But, yes, as soon as they can get – I don't think going to get a lot for um, Eloy, but whatever they can get, because uh, like I said, they, 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 those guys are pretty much the epitome of the, of the failed White Sox team. So, yes, yeah, as soon as they can get rid of them, I'll be very happy. Have a good day, guys. Appreciate that, Ron. And, yeah, I, I, I tend to agree, Bruce. I like Eloy as a person. I know he's a great hitter. Uh, but for what the Sox are hoping to accomplish uh, in this offseason and where they want to go from here, I just I don't think he fits. I don't think I don't think with what Getz is trying to do that this is a priority at this time. Of course, you want to have good hitters on your team, but it certainly sounds like you could flip him and get more uh, types of players that Getz is looking for. Right. So, you know, what Ron said kind of rings true. Are, are you going to get what real value you as a White Sox executive or you as a White Sox fan uh, think you should get for Eloy Jimenez? Is he thought of as the same hitter and the same player he was two years ago as he is now? And and the the answer to that in many quarters is no. However, again, project those other 25 or 30 games, project the home runs and the RBIs. The guy can flat out hit. He didn't have a great year but he still gets the bat on the ball. And as he progresses and he strengthens himself, he should still be a 30-100 guy for somebody. And somebody looking for DH, look, Mike, there's not a lot of those guys out there, okay? So with that said, don't undersell the idea that the, the White Sox can, can get a pitcher or two back that they really want for Eloy Jimenez. And I think that's their goal as they, they move toward the winter meetings. 312-644-6767 is our number for Inside the Clubhouse. Sox fans talking your offseason, specifically Aloy Jimenez right now, and we head out to Naperville next. Larry is on Inside the Clubhouse. Good morning, Larry. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Um, couldn't agree. Couldn't disagree more with the last caller. Uh, I agree with him completely on Moncada. I don't think you can compare the two. Moncada's only briefly shown any kind of he hit one year where he hit 300 or whatever. Um, I, I don't put him in the same class ever. Will he ever be the hitter that an Eloy is? I also think, as a season ticket holder, Sox don't have many guys that are likable right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the fan base still really likes Eloy Jimenez. But more importantly, you said it, Bruce, there aren't many guys that can hit like him. Now, I understand we need pitching. They're getting pitching. They're trying other avenues to get pitching. What is he, 27 years old? Is it possible? I don't know. I'm disappointed when he goes out all the time. But I like watching this guy hit. And, you know, he's absolutely a guy guaranteed to hit 30-plus homers and probably hit close to 300. You just don't find those guys. Um, yeah. I would not give up at this stage of the game on Eli Jimenez unless you got something absolutely you couldn't turn down. That's my yeah. opinion. Thanks much, Larry. Appreciate it. It's you know it's it's an interesting concept, and, and I don't disagree with Larry. 
I believe that Jimenez will, if he can stay on the field, Mike, Right. he it's will regain. The, the, the thing that alarmed the White Sox last year is the power was gone, okay? Uh, you know, he, he only had 40 extra base hits in in 500 at bats, okay? So that that's not that's not going to get it done. That's not quintessential Eloy Jimenez, all right? So when you look at him, and, and they're bringing in a new hitting coach, and we're gonna we're gonna talk to him in just a few minutes. Uh, we're we're gonna talk to him about Eloy and some of the other hitters. But when when you look at Eloy, you 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 look at the lower half. You know he's had a lot of egg, leg issues, a lot of uh, you know trauma to the legs has that impacted his ability to use his lower half to hit for power. That's what you hear from scouts. That's what you look for in Jimenez. It's his days as a big power hitter over with. We know he can hit, but will he hit 30 homers? Will he hit 30 doubles, something he's never done before? So with that in mind, there is a lot of science put into this, uh, looking forward to whether or not they can get uh, quality players back for Eloy Jimenez. To your point, Bruce, uh, in 2019, which was his first year uh, with the Sox uh, and his best season, he hit 31 homers and just over 500 at-bats. And then in this past season, 489 at-bats, so just about the exact same number of at-bats. And instead of 31 homers, only 18 this past season for Eloy. So the the lack of power or the loss of power is certainly uh, noticeable from Yeah, I mean, Mike, look at the doubles, okay? You got the numbers up. How many yep. doubles did he hit? You know, uh, uh, he, he's not a doubles hitter throughout yeah. his career. He's only had over 20, I think, once in his career. This so, past year, 23. Yeah, yep. so, so with that in mind, you, you have to get slug. You can't just imagine slug. You have to get it from a hitter if you're paying him the amount of money you're paying him and your expectations yep. are high and putting him in the 3, 4, or 5 slot in your lineup. That's yep. what they have to face here uh, with, with uh, him hopefully bringing back in a trade what they what they would like to get back. The OPS 758 last year, not, uh, as you said, not good enough for somebody that you need the pop from. Uh, back out to the phones we go in the south side. We find Kevin. He's up next on Inside the Clubhouse. Hey, Kevin. Hey, hey Mike. Hey, Bruce. I, um, just kind of talking about Eloy Jimenez. I don't know if he has a ton of value outside to other teams. With his contract next year is over $13.8 million. And I think with just like him not being able to play a full season, I just I don't know what type of value the Sox can get back. Maybe it can be like a trade for a veteran with a similar contract or as a bigger contract that they can kind of do a swap with the Sox, see if that guy can bounce back. Um, yeah. and then I also was considering a trade for you guys were talking about Dylan Seas. Um, I think the Baltimore Orioles have the firepower and the prospects to do it. Guys that are close to the major league, um, major league ready. I know a lot of guys um, are getting blocked, such as like an infielder Joey Ortiz was a shortstop, Connor Norby, um, and an outfielder Heston. Uh, I'm going to butcher the name here. Kajerstead. Um I think the Baltimore Orioles be a good fit. They need a frontline starter. I think they found that out the hard way in the playoffs, um, and they're a team that's up and coming. So I just want to see what you guys' thoughts were on those thoughts. Thank you. Pitching, pitching, and more pitching is the way that a top baseball executive told me the White Sox are going to be going. Okay, Mike? So 
that's what they're trying to fortify. Uh, they're trying to insulate the defense so they can back up that pitching. But that is their way to try to build, rebuild the White Sox. If you're trading Jimenez, if you're trading Cease, expect the White Sox to demand pitching back in return that they can develop or put plug right into their rotation. Yeah, no, and I think, Kevin, and we appreciate his call, I think he definitely hit on something. You have teams like Atlanta, who they just traded with, or like Baltimore, who also has a ton of great young players but might be missing pieces to help them contend for a World Series as opposed to uh, fall short in the playoffs. Uh, those are definitely teams to to look at for – uh, trade partners in terms of what the White Sox are looking for. But, yeah, I mean, and it makes sense, Bruce, right? I mean, stop stop the opposition, pitch well, defend well, and uh, you've already seen Chris Getz kind of lean in that get, direction already. And get more athletic, okay? Yep. Try to produce uh, something different in the way of run production other than trying to hit a home run. We're going to talk to Marcus Thames next on Inside the Clubhouse. He's the new hitting instructor for the Chicago White Sox. He's Mike. I'm Bruce here with you every Saturday talking baseball on The Score, 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Good job by Jimenez to work it back to 2-2. Lead-off man on. Sox would love to cash in. Eloy cranks one deep to left. Yelich looks back. It is gone. That'll do. A two-run shot by Jimenez. And the White Sox lead 4-2. We're back with more Inside the Clubhouse on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. And always live on the free Odyssey app. Presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Highlight courtesy NBC Sports Chicago. That the sound of an Aloy Jimenez home run off of the Milwaukee Brewers earlier this season. To talk White Sox and to talk hitting, we jump on out now to the score hotline. Presented by Circa Sports Illinois, home of the world's largest sportsbook. And the new hitting coach of the Chicago White Sox, Marcus Thames, nice enough to join us. 
uh, on uh, inside the clubhouse. Marcus, uh, appreciate you stepping in and uh, joining us today on a Saturday morning. How are you today? Good. How are you guys doing? We're, we're doing great. Look, um, I know, you know, stepping into a new hitting coach job is not the easiest thing in the world. Kind of take us through a little bit of the homework that you have to do. I know having been, been a hitting coach in the American League for a long time, you're very familiar with the White Sox, but the organization itself and some of the minor leaguers and people like that, what, what goes into uh, your homework as you take over this position? Uh, just kind of get, trying to get to know some of the guys and um, just talking with the front office and, and trying to see, you know, with some of our um, R&D departments to see if they have any information on um, any weaknesses and strengths and stuff like that. And um, I'll start jotting that stuff down and, and then start diving into video and, and get my ideas of, of, you know, whenever I start talking with certain guys and um, I have kind of a foundation of, of, you know, where I want to start with them. But first of all, I like listening to the player, listen to the hitter, see what they've been doing this winter and, um, and try to go from there. Marcus, as, uh, as you come into Chicago and you've, you've uh, coached uh, going back to 2016, uh, starting with the Yankees, but as you continue on in your career and coaching, how much of your playing career do you lean on? How much of that is uh, relevant to what you're talking about with the modern-day player uh, versus uh, you know when you were playing back uh, 20 years ago? Obviously, I'm sure a lot of things have changed there, but a lot of things remain the same, too. Yeah, I mean, you, you always have to lean on experience, but um, I'm always trying to stay relevant with what's going on in the game today. But um, experience is something that you can't you can't you can't overlook. Um, I do use some of the things that you know I I use as a player. And the number one thing was communication and and listening to my player. Um, I, I was always a good teammate, and um, I always tried to be there for my teammates. You know, I was I wasn't an everyday guy, so. Uh, being able to pick some brains of a lot of really good hitters and and things like that. So um, I just try to combine everything together, and I think that makes it a lot easier on you. Marcus, when you look at the White Sox and you look at the on-base percentage, you look at the walks, uh, you know, for a million years covering the sport, people tell me you you cannot teach people how to walk. However, they do insist, and I wonder what your theory is, that you can be more selective, that you can be smarter about working counts, that you can work counts to your favor. What is your philosophy about a team that uh, had so much trouble um, making right selections and, and, and not being a team that walked? Just just getting guys to understand who they are and doing their homework on the opposing pitchers. Um, I think sometimes, you know, when you go up and you just, I'm just going to swing the swing, and I think that's when you get in trouble. You just start making a lot of weak outs and um, going outside of your zone. Um, I've always thought that every hitter is totally different. You know, like I, I don't want to cookie-cut guys and put guys in a box, but I want our guys to understand who they are and what their strengths are and, and continue to help educate them. Um, you have a couple of guys on a roster that has three, four years in the league. Now they're starting to learn what guys are trying to do to them. But they have to start making sure they're doing their homework. And the number one thing for me, we're going to be prepared. We're going to be prepared before we go out there and um, have an idea of what that guy on the mound is trying to do to us. Talking to new White Sox hitting coach Marcus Thames. And Marcus, uh, before you joined us uh, just in the last segment, we were talking about Aloy Jimenez because here's a guy who's got uh, great talent, he, he's a 30-home run guy uh, when healthy, uh, but he certainly had his ups and downs and, and with his health over the past few years. 
When you look at Aloy, and obviously you're just coming in, so I know you don't know him uh, super well personally yet, but as just looking at him from the outside as a guy in the game, what do you see in Aloy Menes, and what do you see as keys for him for success? Um, really, really talented guy. Um, I actually spoke with him two days ago on the phone just to see where he's at during the offseason. Um, for me, it's like he, like kind of what I said early on, like it seemed like, you know, his, his best ball um, skills are so elite. And, and sometimes it just seems like he's trying to just, just trying to put anything in play. And with a big guy like that, if he can just shrink the zone to his zone, um, he'll get more extra base hit. And that's going to be our focus with him. Um, just letting him know, like, we know you can hit certain pitches, but you don't want to hit pitchers' pitches, you know, unless you, until you get the two strikes and we have to battle. But early in the count, old counts and stuff like that, and we're heading the count. Uh, we got to continue to work, make sure we're staying in our zone. And if he can start doing that on an everyday basis, just watching video and, and um, seeing him from across the other side, um, he can do a lot of damage. Marcus, uh, soft tissue uh, injuries have wreaked havoc on the Chicago White Sox hitters, all the way from Robert to uh, to Eloy, uh, as well as uh, Mancata. Explain a little bit about the lower half of the body and what it it has to do to be able to, or what it has to be able to do if a hitter is going to hit and hit with authority. Uh, talk talk a little bit about the lower trunk and and when, when guys might be back on the field but might not still be impactful because that they don't have the strength in that area. Yeah, I'm I'm always a guy that always thought hitting started from the ground up, and when you have some stuff going on down below, man, it, it really hinders you so. We just got to make sure these guys are taking good care of themselves, and I know they will. Um, things happen sometimes that you can't control. Injuries happen sometimes they can't control that. But we just got to make sure we keep an eye on it. You know, even with myself, if I see something in their swing or something like that, if some, some exit delos and stuff are down, I'll make sure I start, like, you know, checking, checking to make sure their lower half and stuff is working right. And um, just, just try to do my part on the offensive side of things, the offensive coach, and um, just try to make sure I relay that to the um, – strength and conditioning department, but um, but if your lower half is beat up, man, it's really hard to, to have that strong foundation. Talking to Marcus Thames, the White Sox new hitting coach, and uh, Marcus last year with the Angels, we're gonna we want to talk uh, a lot about the White Sox, but I have to ask you because with the Angels, you had two of the best players in the world, and with uh, Otani especially, uh, I mean, uh, just an amazing type of performer, not only on the pitching mound, but certainly hitting for power. What, what did you see from him and what were his uh, kind of keys to success as, as you watched him and coached him over the past year? I'm just watching him work. I mean, everything he did, he, it was, it was, it was detailed. Um, his cage work, it was, it was, um, it was solid. He didn't take one swing that wasn't serious. Every swing that he took, it had a meaning behind it. So, um, just watching him do that in the cage and, and watching him do his homework and, and, and wanting my, my input on certain pitchers or making sure if he gets out of whack, just giving him a heads up of, of, of if I see anything. But um, every single day, he didn't take a day off in the cage, you know, and that's the one thing about the guys that are really good, man. They don't take, they don't take time days off in the cage. It's in their work. They're, they're, they're really, really keen on, on their work when they're doing it, paying attention to detail. But it was, it was a treat to watch. Marcus, uh, Otani is so disciplined in, in his time, and you, you explained it pretty well that uh, he didn't take time off, but it, it seems his organization, uh, if, you can, if you can even fathom 
preparing as a pitcher and a hitter at the same time, working with a pitching coach and a hitting coach simultaneously. Uh, it's no wonder that he curtailed any interviews whatsoever until after games that he pitched in because his day must be as filled and organized as any, any player that you've seen. Yeah, I mean, it was really it was amazing to see. You know, before I even got over to Anaheim, I heard about his work ethic, and um, but just seeing it on an everyday basis, what he had to do to get ready to, to play in a major league game. Um, on the days he, on the days he pitched, he um, he would just only take a few swings just to reserve his body. But like he knew what he was trying to do. Um, he's he's a really smart guy. He understands a lot of different numbers, so he used those numbers as a hitter that he did as a pitcher. So he tried to combine that stuff together on the offensive side, but um, really smart athlete, man, really talented guy. Uh, but it was, like I said early on, it was, it was a treat to watch. Marcus, as you come into the White Sox, and I'm sure you and Chris Getz and, and the other guys uh, in the off front office there have had these conversations. What do you hope to bring? Uh, you know, it was a tough year for the Sox last year. What, what do you hope to bring into the dugout and, and to the hitters there on the White Sox uh, roster as they uh, go into 2024? We're going to have some energy, man. And, and, and like I told the guys, you know, I've been talking to some of the players, like I told them before, um, we're, going to be, we're going to be prepared. And I think if you're prepared the right way um, with the talent that our roster has, um, things will be a lot better. So, so for me, number one, you're going to see a team that's going to be prepared, and we're going to understand who we are. We're going to play a style of baseball that our roster gives us. You know, we're not, you know, we got a couple of guys that can hit the ball out of ballpark, but – we don't want guys to get on base. Get them, get on base in front of the big guys and let them knock them in. And you know we're going to do some situational stuff that, that you know I've, I've said this a couple of times that it seems like the game, the, sometimes the game have gotten away from that. But then you see once the postseason start, you see guys bun, you see guys trying to hit and run. That's the kind of team we're going to have, and that's the kind of roster they're trying to put together. So we're going to have some fun on the bases and um, make sure we're, we're 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 controlling the strike zone and dominating our zone and and make some things happen on the bases. Marcus, in closing with you, Mike and I appreciate your time today and look forward to getting to know you uh, in uh, spring training for sure this year. When you look at hitting coaches these days and when you probably uh, started playing way back in the day, not every team had two hitting coaches. That's the philosophy now, two hitting coaches and obviously hitting labs with all of the metrics going on. How much do you rely on metrics yourself? Uh, how much is gut? And do you think uh, one message from two hitting coaches is the appropriate thing for you going forward? Well, I think having two guys is important now. It's just so much going on. There's, there's a lot of, like you talk about, like the metrics and stuff like that. But um, um, and having two guys, too, you, you, you have to make sure you have two guys that are aligned with the same type of philosophy. But also – Certain guys connect to certain hitting guys, so that that's also important. Um, but but having two guys is, I think, is, is important. But um, just making sure that you're aligned with the same things, and and there's a lot going on. And I do use the metrics, uh, but I use my gut too. There's a blend of it. You know, you gotta you have to combine it, and um, and and there's a lot of good information out there. But everybody's different. Certain guys like certain things, so it's my job to figure out who likes what. So whatever we can do to make them better. Marcus, thanks so much. Appreciate your time today. Thanks for joining us on Inside the Clubhouse. And again, look forward to getting to know you and uh, working with you uh, in spring training. Have a great uh, holiday season. Thanks again. All right. Thank you, guys. Take care. 
Thank you, Marcus. That's Marcus Thames, the new White Sox hitting coach. You remember him uh, best probably as a player from the Detroit Tigers back uh, during the mid-2000s and uh, certainly a nice player uh, during his career. And now the new White Sox hitting coach. Uh, and you heard Bruce. He said it right there. They're, they're trying to uh, put together a team that's going to be good on the bases and execute uh, uh, better than the previous team had. And uh, we'll see what uh, kind of guys they bring in in the roster this year. Yeah, uh, they're going to be more athletic. I can guarantee you that. That's that's the direction that Getz and his front office have been talking about and working at, uh, getting more athletic up the middle, okay? Better uh, defenders at second and short, uh, catching fortified. You have the most elite center fielder in baseball in Luis Robert. Uh, he admits he can get better, uh, as good as he is. So, that's where the uh, that's where teams grow. That's how they become better teams. Look, look no further than eight miles away at Wrigley Field last year. What was the improvement? The major improvement in the Cubs that helped them win games last year. It was their defense. It was having mm-hmm. Swanson at short. It was having uh, Horner at second. It was having an everyday catcher with the same philosophy behind home plate. It was having Bellinger in center field. It's it's no mistake. It's no it's no joke that the Cubs were a better team because they were better defensively. They had those players to fortify the pitching. It's not exciting for for fans to hear about defense in baseball, but it's the most essential thing that you need if you're going to have a good pitching staff. If you're going to be a winner, you must have players that are athletic that can play up the, those positions and play it to the hill. Absolutely. And you know what? I, I will take exception to that. I think it was very exciting watching the Cubs play defense last year because you knew you could tell just watching the game that that was uh, how they were winning games in some cases. So it was absolutely uh, a joy to watch. Uh, yeah. And uh, we'll see if the Sox can do it again, uh, do it, uh, get back to that this year. You know, uh, look, I, I loved, uh, you know, watching Wilson Contreras play his arm, his power, everything else. But, you know, you saw a drastic change in the pitching staff last year, okay? And that change was with Jan Gomes being the primary catcher on that team. Uh, That's not a knock on Wilson. It's just the reality that Gomes was a better general behind the plate, took charge of that team like it needed to be, and that was essential. So these little things that people, you know, kind of roll their eyes at about, uh, you know, catcher's presence, about uh, defense up the middle – They're essential to winning, Mike. Absolutely. One more segment for us. We need to take a quick timeout. When we come back, uh, we will talk about the All-Star game and what the Cubs need to do to get it because uh, some news uh, came out this week. uh, And once again, the Cubs did not get that. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the award winners uh, from both leagues this season. Uh, some unanimous and uh, familiar faces that we'll see on that list as well. More of your calls and texts as well. 312-644-6767. This is Inside the Clubhouse on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 
We're back with more Inside the Clubhouse on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. And always live on the free Odyssey app, presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. And one more segment for us here on Inside the Clubhouse. A quick reminder, tune in all day Monday for reaction to Bears versus Lions. Gabe Ramirez live overnight from midnight to 5, followed by Mully and Haw, Bernstein and Holmes, and Parkins and Spiegel throughout your workday. So hang with us on Plumbers 911 Football Monday, presented by Busey Bank, and it's not a game, Illinois.com. All of it can be heard on 670 The Score and the free Odyssey app. And Bruce, we were talking before the break. I mentioned the All-Star Game, so Atlanta is awarded the All-Star Game in 2025 and it was a surprise to me to find out I mean I knew it had been a long time but uh, it's been a very long time since Wrigley Field hosted the All-Star game well the next three All-Star games are already taken okay so Texas next year Atlanta and then Philadelphia is promised for 26 you know for obvious reasons 150 years uh, you know of our, our, our country so with, yep. with that in mind, uh, you you know the Cubs don't have any shot until 2027. And it's, you know, you have one of the jewels of baseball in Wrigley Field that uh, the Cubs have been dying to, to host an All-Star game. They got lights in 88. They got the game in, in 90. And now they're told that marketing is the reason why uh, they, they're not getting a, a new team. Marketing and security. Marketing... Uh, being the fact that um, the new teams that have new ballparks or, or the teams that have new ballparks are getting all of these all-star games as part of the overall marketing plan for them and Major League Baseball. And the security issue at Wrigley Field has been the major problem moving forward. They have to have barriers that go all the way around the ballpark, Mike. It, it's not something that Major League Baseball will allow without having barriers. You can't build a barrier where Clark Street is, okay? Clark is a main artery of Chicago. Addison's a main artery. Building barriers so that somebody can't drive a vehicle into the ballpark is almost impossible. And and that's what, yep. uh, that's what Major League Baseball insists upon for security moving forward. So the new mayor, Mayor Johnson, is working hard with uh, Crane Kenny and the Chicago Cubs to come up with a plan and come up with a, a, a ability to reroute. And that's what we're that's what we're looking at with the Cubs. And Mike, uh, thanks for a great show today. We thank Tyler for a great job producing our guests as well. Doug Melvin, the former GM of the Brewers, joined us, as did Marcus Thames, the new hitting coach of the White Sox. Mike, people can follow me on Twitter at MLB Bruce Levine on our website, 670thescore.com, where I write for both the Cubs and White Sox all week long. Look forward to talking to you next week. Bruce, appreciate your help as always. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Espo670. Thanks again to Tyler Farringal and thanks to Marcus Thames and Doug Melvin. Coming up next right here on The Score. Some Saturday suckage for you. Steve Rosenblum and all of the fun that accompanies him will join us next here at Saturday Suckage Next on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.